Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm Coleman Hodges. Joining us today, American record holder, NCAA champion, meme god of swimming. Today, we're sitting down with Dean Ferris. What's up, man? What's up? How are you? doing good doing good i know that a lot of our readers are going to be excited to hear from you one last time i i was reading you know your retirement article that we wrote today and a lot of people were like this is like an obituary i mean they were really they're really torn up about it uh they're they're sad to see you leave how have you been sitting with uh ncaa's as your last meet these last four or five weeks no three weeks yeah three weeks you know it hasn't really hit me yet um i think it was a good way to end um but it just i haven't had enough time to process being done with swimming especially something that i've done for for so long um it has been nice to have a little bit of a break uh, and, and enjoy the weather a little bit i was talking to my roommates it's just it's weird to have my afternoons free now and i can do whatever i want and work out however i want to work out um, so it's definitely been an adjustment, but I don't think it will hit me until probably a couple months once I start to get the itch again to, to compete in some way. Um, so that, that it's going to be a transition for sure. But, um, for right now, I'm trying to just enjoy the, the downtime and, and figure out what I want to do. I, uh, I talked to Kevin very briefly. You're, you're the head head coach of Harvard men's swimming at NCAAs. I was like, Hey, do you think we can grab Dean after he's done swimming on the last night? He's like, I'll talk to him. And, um, he's like, you, you're going to want to watch this relay. Cause I think Dean's his, his hunter free individually is probably going to be good, but you're going to want to watch the relay. Um, can you give me a little context and you, you know, you split 40 point on that foreign free relay Harvard won the heat won the second to last heat. Is that right? Or they got second? I think we got just second. Like I think we got out of touch. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you, you guys certainly went out on a high regardless. Um, can you give me a little context behind that 400 free relay? It was your last swim, but also you got to do it with um, a lot of the guys who were in your class. I think that was a pretty special class for Harvard men. Um, can you just talk to me about that relay specifically? Yeah. Um, it was definitely, uh, we had a little bit of a delay, if you remember the diving. Uh, so I, I had my individual pretty early on, and then I probably had almost like two hours in between, if not more. Um, so I was pretty antsy. But I honestly, I got to the session, and I felt pretty good that night. Um, so I was pretty excited. And then I had a pretty solid individual swim. Obviously not uh, not what I wanted, but I was really looking forward to that four for relay. Um, we always joke that no matter how tired you are, you can always have a little bit for that four for relay at the end, whether it's a dual meet or Ivy's or NC's. So it is definitely one of my favorite relays. And, um, that was probably one of the most exciting ones I've had. Um, just being with those guys, um, especially Roth, uh, the guy that was also in 2020 and then Malin also took a year off. So, um, being with some of the guys I've been with for six years. Um, it was a, it was a nice way to, to end and it was really exciting in the ready room and getting ready. And then walking out there, I, I, 
I was pretty focused on the race. So I wasn't taking in the moment probably as much as I wanted to, but after I finished so many, it, it was nice to just kind of like take it in and look up in the stands and see everybody. So, um, but yeah, I, I was really happy with how I performed on that relay. I think, uh, that was kind of the, my driving force coming back was to do it for the team. So the, the relays I was, I was pretty locked in for, um, and just found that extra gear for, for those relays. So, um, overall this season, how, how have you processed, you know, did you know coming into this season that you were going to be done swimming after NCAAs was, was there any, you know, Oh, I might continue for however much longer. Um, and you know, either way, how did that kind of affect or shade this season for you? Yeah, I, I knew I was going to be done. Um, I had a, a tough year last year. Um, I'm sure everybody did, but with the COVID restrictions and we had a lot of restrictions here in, in Cambridge. So wasn't able to train at Harvard, um, had to train off site and only had a few guys here. So that was a pretty tough year. And then to end at trials with not the performance I wanted, um, I was pretty I was pretty burned out, not just from that year, but just the two years off swimming and just focusing on that. So um, the fall was a little bit of a, um, a rebuilding phase for me, just mentally, just trying to get back into it. I did take a, a long break over the summer, but it was still pretty tough in the fall. Um, and I really had to f- figure out what I wanted um, out of the sport at this point. Um, so but coming back a big, a big drive for me was just for the team. Um, I knew we were going to have a special team. I knew we had, we're going to have a lot of guys at NCAAs. So that, that was a huge driving force. And honestly, the relays were a, a big part of it. Um, so I was, I was pretty excited for that. And it was just more so my personal relationship with the sport was a little bit different from what it was my first three years that I was doing NCAAs. So, um, but yeah, I, I knew that this would have been, been my last meet, at least for the college season. I, I was kind of keeping the door open uh, for other swimming, but um, I guess that door is still somewhat open. Like if potentially I want to come back in a year or two, but uh, for right now, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at and how it all finished. So, yeah. Do, can you describe the, the mental change or, you know, just you were at, you took the red shirt year, you were at Texas for, um, that 1920 season you were training there. And then, uh, obviously everything gets pushed back. Like you said, you take a break in the summer, um, and then kind of get back into it, um, in Cambridge for the 2021 season. Um, did, do you feel like your relationship with swimming really changed during that period? Yeah, I think, uh, I find it difficult to swim just for myself. Uh, I think we talked about that. It was probably my first meet where I was at Texas in Greensboro. I, it was, um, the guys were having a dual meet against A&M and I was just trying to figure out how to swim for myself at these pro swim series meets. And that was something I struggled with and learned how to do better. But, um, it's, it's hard when you come from, at least for me, a huge driving force in swimming is just being on a team in that team atmosphere. And especially going to Harvard, it was, um, it's been an amazing experience. And I think 
coming off of a top eight finish at NCAAs and having an amazing meet and then going right into just swimming for yourself and trying to make the Olympic team in that stress, it was just a huge change and going to a new program as well. So there are a lot of things I was balancing and I think I did a really good job, but it's something that it, it, it was a difficult change for me to, to handle. And then I'd never really had closure with COVID happening. It kind of just pushed everything back. Um, so even by the end of that year at Texas, I, I was ready to, I think, be on a team again and just have, even though I was with the Texas guys, I, I wasn't on the NCAA team and it's just a different focus. So um, I kind of had that realization and then came back to campus and unfortunately had a, it, it didn't turn out as I wanted to with the the training conditions and everything. Um, but it, um, yeah, it, it taught me a lot about myself and going through tough times like that. I think it was a good, a good life lesson. And I think I'm, I'm proud of myself for putting myself out there and going for it. Um, and obviously not getting the result I wanted, but at the end of the day, it was, it was a great experience. And I got to come back and have another year and graduate in my class or having 2020 graduation this year anyway. So uh, I feel like it all worked out in the end. It was kind of a bumpy road, but, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was a long journey to say the least. So. Yeah. All right. Enough sentimental crap. <laughs> Let's get to the good stuff. I'm, I'm asking you meme questions now. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that was, that was, you know, the last few years of your career. Um, we'll get to some more uh, flashbacks of your career later, but right now it's meme time. Uh, do you remember the first time you heard, uh, about this, this meme status of yours or of people making funny comments, um, on swim swim about you? I th- not really. I think it was probably around my freshman year IVs, but I'm not entirely sure that's correct. That was probably the, or like NCAA is that first. NCAAs. Yeah. And I, I, I know I've asked you this question before, but did, did, what were your initial thoughts on it? Like, did you, were you like, what are people talking about? Were you like, yeah, I deserve this. I am a meme God. Um, I honestly didn't really even know what a meme was or what it was really about. Um, and people kind of explained it to me, but I think I just took it as people were excited about Harvard and obviously like I was a part of that. And I think I was most excited that Harvard was getting attention that I felt like they deserved. Um, and yeah, I, I tried, it, it was, it was a tough balance to try and not look at, I mean, I really d- didn't look at it that much, but try and keep it in, in perspective. And it was all positive stuff. Like I said, I think before when you asked me, but, um, it's nice having support but it was definitely a little bit strange and I probably felt like I didn't really deserve it. Um, but like I said, it, it was, it was putting Harvard into a positive light and we started to get a lot of attention, which is great. Um, and I think we deserved that for sure. Yeah. Did, I mean, I, I know you're, as you've said, you're much more team oriented, but did your vision of yourself as a swimmer change at all after the 2019 NCAAs? Because those are some of the first ones I'm going to read. And I mean, certainly our readers' visions of you changed because they were like, he fulfilled the prophecy. Like, what, like what one of my favorites was, 
uh, when memes become dreams. <laughs> and, uh, Another one was, did Swim Swam really just meme someone to an American record? But I think my favorite was someone said, well, like, how do we make memes about someone when he actually did it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think to answer your question, I think um, I think I achieved a lot of my individual goals at that meet. Um, I think. I was, I was pretty disappointed after my sophomore year NCs personally or individually. Um, I felt like we left a little bit on the table as a team and um, individually on my standpoint. So I made a lot of changes that, that next year and was really focused on doing well at NCAAs. That was pretty much my focus the whole time. And it kind of just all came together at that one meet. Um, and I was really – I was really happy. I think when I was growing up, especially in high school, once I started getting serious about swimming, NCLA's was kind of the meat that I looked like when I went on YouTube and looked at races, it was always from NCLA's like Vlad Morozov going 17, stuff like that. So I think that was, that was where my heart was at. And that's like my ultimate goal is to do really well at that meet. I didn't really have goals of winning NCLA's or, breaking an American record. I don't think I had the belief in myself to actually do that. Um, that year, I really just wanted to swim fast at the end of the year and felt like, cause that's what I, I felt like I didn't reach my full potential the year before. Um, so that was a huge driving force. And then it honestly just all happened pretty quickly. Um, like starting out with that first race. And after that, after the A for relay, I, I felt pretty, relaxed the rest of the meet because I felt like all right like I'd done something great and I was pretty proud of it so the rest of the meet was kind of uh it was like I knew I was swimming fast and let's just go out there and do it um I think that 100 back was pretty meaningful to win that um and just the reaction that the guys on the team had and everybody around me was was pretty amazing but um I I tend to shy away from attention like that. It makes me uncomfortable and I feel like I put more pressure on myself. So I would say after that meet, I think I had confidence in myself and was proud of myself, but um, I tried to minimize the amount of attention I had because I didn't want it to affect my swimming. I knew I had wugs that summer. So I think my, my default was to kind of like push all of that away just so I could stay focused on swimming, um, swimming fast. So to answer your question, I think you're, I don't even know what your question was, but I think, um, yeah, I, I think I, I achieved a lot of goals. I, I don't think it changed the perspective of myself other than I probably put a little bit more pressure on myself, um, than I did before. Um, and I think that's pretty natural to do after you win something like that. But, um, but I'm really happy that that happened and getting top eight was, I was probably more excited about top eight than anything. Um, Cause that was our team goal. And I honestly don't, didn't even, I didn't even know if we could get that goal and to achieve that was, was pretty amazing. So, and I could just see everybody around us were they're just really happy and proud of Harvard. I mean, we were walking around on deck and after my freshman year, we were kind of like the small fish in a big pond. We were kind of walking around with 
eight guys saying, Hey, we're getting top 10 and we're beating guys with our teams with scholarships and stuff like that. So it was a pretty uh, surreal experience. And I think we gained a lot of respect, which was, which was pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> and it's great to hear you talk about it. Cause yeah. that, you know, that's like you said, the other teams have scholarships. They have much more, I think, you know, talent coming in. Um, yeah, again, your class was, was pretty, um, I think it was a pretty big deal for Harvard, but you know, to, to develop all that and to see that success, it is, is a big deal. Uh, so, I mean, you obviously weren't on anyone's or, you know, you weren't like a huge player coming in, um, as a freshman in college, but you at, at a junior meet, you got a high point award, right? Yeah, it was actually at Georgia tech. Um, it was winter juniors. I, I pretty much raced every race I could and didn't <laughs> win anything, but I was, I was top eight. It's actually funny. I was, I raced drew in the two free at that meet. I think he posted okay. an Instagram about how he was in the same lane that he won the two free this year. Um, oh, nice. and I didn't know him at that point. I mean, I was kind of just on a small team in Atlanta and didn't have a lot of didn't know a lot of people, but it's funny seeing the guys that used to race growing up. And I remember racing, um, DK at, um, NCSAs and the hundred free and stuff like that. It's just funny to look back at those videos and see what guys are doing really well now. Um, but yeah, that, that was a winter juniors. I actually saw a two I am at that meeting and took it out way too fast and got caught by everybody. So <laughs> we're going to get to the 200 IM in a second, but that's, really so how many events did you swim? at that meet Gosh. like six yeah i think i swam i must have swam like 13 or 14 times over that i remember <laughs> there was one session where i swam like a two back and 50 free double and then there was like a i don't even know i used to swim everything so <laughs> it was probably like 2 am 5300 free 200 free 100 back 200 back 100 fly and then all of the, I think there was realize of that meet. So oh, all wow. of the realize. And I remember that before the last night, um, I got, I got back from a huge session and I just laid on my, it was at in Atlanta. So I was at my house and I just laid on the floor and just sat there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do this anymore. I might've scratched it to you back the next day, but, um, yeah, that was a fun meet for sure. <laughs> I mean, winter, winter juniors are no joke, you know, to get the high point award, especially with competition like drew kibbler or you know other people who might be swimming less races but you know still to it's like that's a big deal to get to be the highest score uh, on on the male side Did, was that meet a turning point for you at all a little bit yeah I, I think um i just committed to harvard that fall so i think um i think i wanted to prove that like I could get faster in college. Like, I think that was a, I like, I want to make a difference at Harvard and I wanted to be, be, be fast going in. Um, cause I wasn't, I would say I, I kind of developed a little bit later. So my sophomore, I mean, I was five, nine and 114 pounds my freshman year of, of high school. So I, uh, Wait, I are you now? <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I was just like trying to make sectionals and stuff. And I think my sophomore, summer I made um summer juniors for the first time or maybe it was my freshman summer I can't remember um and then I just started building from there and that winter juniors me was probably the first time where I was like all right like I can I can hang with these guys and then that spring we went to NCSAs and I think I won the 
hundred back, hundred free. Um, it was all in one session. I remember I had hundred back, hundred free, hundred fly. Um, so it did really well at that. Me, I think that was a that was a, a big confidence boost that um that I could perform at finals. That was a big thing for me. I felt like I had a good always had good prelims, but finals putting it together. Um, so I was really happy with that meet and that was kind of the last meet before trials where I kind of just went for the experience did, did well, but knew that I wasn't going to do anything special. Um, but it was really just getting ready for the fall and just getting ready to be in college swimming and try and make NCAAs. Um, so I would say that was, that was kind of a turning point. Let, let's give listeners perspective. You were freshman year, which is a long time ago, freshman year of high school. You were 5'9 and 140, 145. What are you now? Oh, 114 pounds. Oh, 114. Yeah. Oh my God. I know that because it was on it was on my driver's license for until I was 18, because I never got to change. But yeah, <laughs> okay. I was I was uh I was uh not the big man on campus, that's for sure. Um my my freshman year. So and then, and then I think when I graduated, I was probably six, about how tall I am now, six, six, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I think I was 170 pounds when I graduated. <laughs> I put on 30 pounds my freshman year of, of college. Um, okay. So, and I've pretty much been at the same weight since, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was a, seeing me on my first day of college, I'm like, oh my gosh, well, like the clothes are barely hanging on me. It was just uh-huh. like. It was, it was funny to look at. Wow. What a progression. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of committing to Harvard, obviously you spent some time uh, training at Texas. I'm kind of curious about this. So when, when one of my favorite comments was someone said, imagine if you swam for Texas instead of Harvard, we will never know. And it got a lot of downvotes. Uh, yeah. And then <laughs> someone else <laughs> replied and said, he swims for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. Um, so I, I want to turn that into, uh, you know, why, why you picked Harvard ultimately. And were there other schools you were looking at? Was an Ivy league in particular important to you? Yeah. So I, wow, this is a long time ago. I, um, I went through the process. Like I said, I wasn't, I'd done some good stuff at NCSAs my junior year. I think I was, I don't even know what I went. Um, like maybe 137. So I was kind of like uh, on the radar, but not like a top recruit. Like I think Grant was in my class. And um, so people, yeah, I think Maxine maybe too, or I don't, I, I can't remember who else was in my class. Um, but I started, I went through the process. I was just kind of, I didn't really know what I wanted because I, I knew I wasn't that fast. So I was like looking at D3 some and then, um, looking at some lower level D1 schools. And then I think my junior year, once the recruiting start, process really started, I got emailed by Kevin um, and some other Ivies. And I, I, Ivy League schools were not something I really thought about. Um, I, but my junior year, I took a trip to actually Princeton um, and watched Ivies in February of my junior year. And really like the environment I was kind of there it was at Princeton which is already a pretty exciting meet um an exciting place to have a meet so I was kind of watching I was like hmm, this is actually pretty cool this is kind of the feel that I want um because you could tell people were just really passionate about it um and 
so we went through that process. And then at that point, I kind of knew I had been talking to Kevin and I was like, hmm, maybe I should, I should look at Harvard. So took a, took a trip there and really enjoyed it. Really. I was with some of the guys on the team and I just felt like they really cared about me as a person. And I left the trip and they started texting me about just checking in and just like asking how I was. And I was like, wow, this is like kind of crazy and something I wasn't really getting at other schools. So, um, and I just liked the feel I, I wanted to go to a school where swimming was a huge part of it, but it wasn't everything. And I think just knowing myself, that was the environment that I wanted to be in. Um, and having that balance is something that I think has led to my success. Um, so, and I ended up taking a trip to UNC, Harvard, and Cal. Those are my three schools that I was picking from. Um, so, and it, it, it kind of came down to Cal and Harvard probably by that time. Um, cause I already had a pretty successful summer and could kind of see my trajectory was, I was like, all right, I'm going to be somewhat fast. Um, so I could probably be on these teams, but um, at the end of the day, I just came home from my Harvard trip and just, I think my mom picked me up from the airport and I was just glowing and smile ear to ear. And I was just like, yeah, like, I think I found, um, the team that I want to be at. So, um, it, it was a tough decision, um, because there's such good program. I mean, all of them are great schools and great programs and I love the coaches, but at the end of the day, I kind of had to listen to my gut and just say, I think these are the guys that I want to be with um, and the culture I want to be a part of. So that was kind of my decision. But like as an eight, I mean, I feel bad for I don't feel bad, but I feel for the guys that are going through a recruiting process now. It's so early. And if you had asked me my junior year, like I was a totally different person or a sophomore year, year even. I mean, these guys are making decisions when um, I mean, I just had no idea what I, maybe they do now, but. I had no idea what I wanted. And I think giving myself time and making a decision in October of my, my senior year was probably, probably well, well needed. And to take the trips and stuff before I made a decision was, um, was a good, good choice on my part. Um, so it's crazy how much it shifted for it. I think they just changed the rules again or something. I'm, I'm not sure. It's like every year I come back and it's like, these kids are like 14 years old trying to make a decision on college. It's like, Oh my gosh. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's I, I don't envy them either. That's, no. that's yeah. intense. I don't envy the coaches for having to recruit them and I don't envy the kids for having to go through it. But yeah, like you said, it seems like it worked out. Thinking about Dean Ferris at Cal, I don't think anyone's done that. I didn't, yeah, I certainly didn't realize that part of your history, but crazy. Obviously, it worked out at Harvard, so we won't. Yeah. No, no speculation needed. Uh, <laughs> all right, I said we were going to get to the two hundred. I am some someone in the comments at some point was like, "What's your best? What's his best two hundred? I am time." And it said one forty seven eighty four from two thousand fifteen. Someone replied to that saying, "With a drag suit, not even trying." Can you confirm or deny? <laughs> I mean, I, I might have gone to drag suit the last hundred, but I think I was out. Gosh. It, yeah, it was in, I think it was 2015 winter juniors. That's when I started. Yeah. And okay. um, it was my, I remember that race pretty well. It was the first, I mean, the first night I think was eight for really, but that was the first individual final I had at a pretty big meet. Um, I dove in and I still remember this, my, my left goggle kind of filled up and I 
I panicked a little bit. Um, and I could still see, but I was like, the adrenaline was pumping and I took it out. Gosh, I don't even, I think I was out like 48 or something like that. Like in high school, I mean, that's like to go like 147 being out 48 is, uh, it's a little tough. So I probably had a two body length lead and then the brush stroke came actually Daniel Chang, another kid in my grade that was at Harvard. He hawked me down in the brush stroke. And then my freestyle, I was just like barely making it home. I think I ended up getting third or fourth. I'm not sure, but you can see, I've watched the video a couple of times because it's a funny race, but you can see the people in the background. Like when I touched the hundred, they were like, Oh my gosh. And then when I saw my brush stroke, they're like, Oh no. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that was a tough, that was a tough race, but that, that's one that I, I used to watch a lot just because it was so funny. Um, just seeing my breaststroke and I don't know what I split. I must have split like 33 or something, 34 on breaststroke. Like it, it was bad. Um, and uh, but yeah, I, I I thought about doing the two. I think I could be fast. I mean, obviously, I could probably be faster than that now. Um, I think I went like a 56 and 100 breasts at a dual meet. So like my breaststroke's fine. Probably not, probably not great, but I think I could get away with it. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll never know, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll never know. Or maybe I'll come back and do it at 2 a.m. I was going to say, there's always time, Dean. Know. You That's said. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll do one before leaving on campus just to see. I'm sure it won't be pretty, but um, who knows? That'd be awesome. Uh, all right. I'm going to, I'm, I'm tracking this video down. I'm going to link it in this in this article yeah, no, it's a it's a funny video, funny video. <laughs> we want to see the dean's best time tuner i am all right uh i i i'm gonna we're almost done with the memes i'm gonna close it out with a couple funny ones all right confirm or deny i heard dean bounces the ball before he serves though mm, that's probably true <laughs> where did you in your time at texas were you a big six square guy I played a little bit, probably not as, not as much as I should have. Um, I can't remember. I, I guess they did play. They, they played a fair amount. I would always go in when Eddie would play just cause <laughs> it was funny. He's pretty good. Um, but I, I wasn't as, I wasn't as talented as some of the guys. I remember like Ryan and John were pretty good. Um, but yeah, I wasn't a huge six square guy, but I played a little bit. Okay. Um, all right. So I'll, I'll save one for later because it's uh, about what we're going to talk about. So just looking back on your swimming career, you've had a few weeks off now. Um, are there, are there moments that stick out to you? You know, obviously there's been, you've had a lot of ups. I'm sure there's had some downs. Um, what, what sticks out to you? Are there specific moments? Yeah, I think we actually did this thing this year where I think it was on Thursday mornings or something at practice um, before, before our main set, we would get out and we would just talk about like memories on the team. And that was something that we did. So I, I've, I've thought of a few. Um, I think swimming wise, I remember my freshman year Ivy's a lot. Um, I think that was a pretty special one at home. Um, obviously the two free, I really remember all the relays pretty well. The four for relay, that was pretty cool. We had already clinched the meet. Um, and I was on the relay with a bunch of seniors and it was, I don't know, it was just a cool experience and having everybody in the stands. Um, 
So I think, I think freshman year Ivies, and I think that's a pretty common, your first conference meet as a freshman. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people remember that. It's your first real big meet, probably first shave of the year. Um, so that, that was a pretty memorable one. Um, obviously NCAAs my junior year was pretty special. Um, and, and getting that top eight. I also remember a lot of, we, we would swim one out of conference meet every year. Um, so my freshman year was Utah and Denver, um, and BYU. And then my sophomore year was ASU. We actually beat ASU in a dual meet. I was, uh, when I was looking for memes this morning, I saw that and I was like, yeah, yeah. So that was, um, and obviously they're, they're killing it now, but, uh, that, that was a pretty special moment for us. Um, and it was right after we had gone to Hawaii for a training trip and flown back, almost died on the plane coming home. We had like the worst turbulence ever. Um, and then swam that meet and won, I think on the last relay. Um, so that was, that was pretty special. Um, then swam UGA my junior year, we lost them. And then this year we swam Stanford, which was pretty memorable for me just because we recruit against them a lot, obviously. Um, and we hadn't swam them and I don't even know if we've ever swam against them. Um, so that, that was a pretty, pretty cool experience. And we swam really well at that meet. I was proud of how we did. Obviously the, they're also just such a stacked team. So to even be, I think we, we won the first, we won both the realize actually, um, by like out touching them. So pretty proud about that. And, um, didn't come up with a win, but it was a hard fought, hard fought meet. So I think those, those moments that are kind of really special, um, like swimming Stanford for the first time or beating ASU or a lot of times the relays are the most memorable for me. Um, that those are the things I'll hold on to. And also this year at Ivy's, we had a really tough meet against Princeton. Um, they came ready to play and, we were, we were looking a little, little tough there after the first day. So, um, getting that win was, was pretty awesome. And yeah, it just, it just all the relays are, are really special for me. Um, and I think that's what motivated me this year as well to train so hard was just to be ready for the relays. I mean, that was my fear going into NCAAs was not, not being able to perform on the relays. So, um, I was, I was really happy to, to have some performances on those. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember following Ivy's this year and being like, I knew Princeton yeah. men were like good, but yeah. yeah, they're really, they're really giving it a go here. <laughs> yeah. And we, we had some tough, we had w- one of our guys got COVID. Um, or actually like half our team got COVID. <laughs> um, that's afterwards, but, uh, one of our guys, um, Michael Zarin, our co-captain got COVID, um, before the meet. So we, he got there and tested and was positive. So he wasn't, so that was a, a pretty big hit. Um, mm-hmm. but we came together and we, we got it done. So it was, yeah. um, a rewarding one. All right. So looking forward for Dean Ferris, uh, all right. One of my favorite ones I saw on your retirement article, Dean's probably only retiring so he can devote more time to his superhero alter ego. There's probably some nefarious villain Dean must stop in order to save the world. Thanks Dean. Confirm or deny? I mean, I wish. I wish. <laughs> I wish I had something going on in the background, but I've uh, nothing. Nothing too exciting at this point. Um, but 
you're yeah. you're you're being modest. You you've got you've got some irons in the fire. You've been working with Whoop lately. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I started working with Whoop in the fall in November. Um, just as an intern, they're based in Boston, so I was able to get linked up with them, and I've basically been helping them with swimming and getting get into swimming a little bit more and it's been an awesome experience and something to do outside of class as well. Um, and we were able to sign Carson for an NIL deal, which was awesome and kind of be, give some of the Texas guys some whoop. So, um, for anyone who doesn't know, can you explain what a whoop is? Yeah. So it's basically, I'm, I'm wearing one right now, but it's basically a, a fitness, um, wearable technology that tracks your recovery and strain so you can basically optimize your training and recovery. Um, and it's something you can wear all the time in the water. You never have to take it off. You just charge it on your wrist. So it's become more popular in the last couple of years that the PGA tour is actually, um, like Roy McIlroy and Justin Thomas, those guys all wear whoops. So that's, that's been a big, um, that's kind of propelled them into a lot of the, the athletic, um, professional athletes and Patrick Mahomes has it. I don't know if you saw the article about his heart rate um, in the one game before the Super Bowl, where he was like in the last drive, his heart rate was like some absurdly low number and they're calling him like the grim reaper or something like that. Um, so it's, it's just a cool, it's a cool company to be a part of and they're doing a lot of big things and swimming is one of them where a lot of people are starting to wear it. You kind of, going to meets now and you see a lot of people wearing it. So, um, I think it's perfect for the swim geek that wants to look at their heart rate and strain and recovery and how much they're sleeping and all those metrics. Um, I think it fits the, the swimmers mentality where it's a lot of is, um, just like objective numbers and just looking at how you're doing and how you can perform. So, um, it's been a great experience so far and yeah, it's been fun. So now you're finishing up classes, finishing your degree at Harvard. Uh, what's, what is the immediate future look like for you moving forward outside of the pool? Yeah. So I'm going to try and figure out what I'm going to do with my, uh, athletically I've, I've been running a little bit. I've been lifting. Keenan's been writing me some workouts for lift. Cause I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Um, so on that front, just try and figure out how to keep myself busy and active. Um, and then this summer, I'm going to travel a bunch, um, kind of enjoy my time off, going to Costa Rica with my family, stuff like that, and then start work in the fall um, and just go from there and, and figure it all out, be in the real, real world. So, um, I mean, I'm excited for the next chapter and I'm excited to, I don't know, just just do something different. I'm sure I'm going to miss something a lot. Um, but I'm, I'm probably going to more so miss just being competitive and competing at a high level. Um, and I think I, I probably didn't fully appreciate that, um, throughout my swimming career is just, I was so focused on this one goal, but, um, it's pretty cool to compete at NCAAs and coming back after two years and having the fastest split. I mean, that's like in the two free and like, that's like pretty amazing for me, uh, especially with what I went through. Um, so just kind of reflect and be proud of what I did. And, um, cause I, I don't think I reflected enough, um, because I was so focused on trying to get better. Um, but just try and take it all in and realize that it was a pretty special experience overall.
wonderful dean it was it was a special experience for us too uh i think we benefited greatly from your from your swimming career so thank you uh thank you for coming on the pod today do you have any parting thoughts before we sign off i don't think so i mean who knows maybe i'll get back in the water I, I need a long break. So I'll, I, I would say that the door is not fully closed, but right now it's um, I'm happy to be on the other side of it. But I was, uh, I remember texting Sam, um, my coach about, I saw that trials is going to be at, at Lucas oil. And I was like, maybe I'll come back and just swim the 50. Like, I just want to swim in the pool and just like, see what it's like. Um, so I think there's still a little spark in there. It's just, I just need some time to, to figure it out. And, so who knows, maybe I'll be back. But for right now, I'm, I'm happy to be on the other side, not doing threshold. <laughs> You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.